bacon and sausage, vegetables and noodles. You might think that sounds like a very strange breakfast menu, but it's actually the translation of a Cantonese phrase that is used as code language for liberate Hong Kong revolution of our times. It's very interesting to be celebrating the 4th of July, Independence Day, and then see halfway across the world the drama of political freedom being played out in the Far East. As blessed as we are in this nation to enjoy such immense freedoms, we do yet have a problem with freedom. And our problem is that our understanding of freedom is unbalanced and incomplete because we think usually it's only or mainly about freedom of agency, freedom to do what we want to do or to be what we want to be. And so when there are laws made about masks, we really get a bee in our bonnet and we get all bent out of shape because I want not to wear a mask. I want to do what I want. Or when there are travel restrictions imposed, that chafes against us because we want to go where and when we want to go. But this misunderstanding has even more dire consequences socially as the last month has revealed to us in this country. Because when our understanding of freedom is only freedom of agency, freedom to do stuff, then there will always be a number of people that abuse that freedom. And in their abuse of that freedom, other people will be oppressed and dominated. And so we have seen this play out in our nation over the last month, and we're facing once again this existential crisis at the heart of America because this is a country that was founded on two principles, freedom and equality. But if we understand freedom only as freedom of agency, then you can never have both freedom and equality in their purest forms. Because people will always abuse the freedom and take away other people's equality. But then again, if you enforce equality, you crush people's freedom. That's what happened with communism. We know that that doesn't work either. And so we're in this interesting tension where we say freedom is important and equality is important. And it seems sometimes like an irreconcilable dilemma. But St. Paul told us that there's even another consequence, a spiritual consequence, beyond the social consequences. And he says, brothers and sisters, let's be honest, we use our freedom to sin. We use our freedom to practice uncleanness and lawlessness. And he says, what good do you get from all of that? The end of that is death. Now, St. Paul understands that we were made to be free, but he also understands that we were made not to be free. I know that sounds completely strange. Let's call it the paradox of freedom. And the reason that we were made not to be free is that we were made to worship. This is what it means to be a created human being made in the image of God. And because we were made to worship, to submit or subject ourselves to something or someone, 
We were made not to be free. Tell me, how are you going to be free if you are submitting yourself to something? It controls you. So St. Paul tells us that it's much better for us to focus on the one we worship, the one to whom we submit ourselves, to focus on the virtues that we pursue rather than on our freedom. He says this is a healthier way, a better way. And so that is the challenge to you today from me. Focus not on your freedom, but on the one you're called to worship, the one with respect to whom we are called not to be free. And we heard even in the gospel reading today the story of the centurion. Talk about a man who understands authority. He says, I say to one soldier, go, and he goes, and another, come, and he comes, because that soldier is under his authority. And that is how we are to be with God. And it's beautiful, the centurion says to Jesus, you don't have to come to my house, I'm not worthy. Just say the word. Just say the word. And I know my servant will be healed. The most practical way I have for you to grapple with this question about what or who we worship is to do an audit of your life. Take an inventory of your life. And particularly, how you use the money, and the time that you have been given. Because how we use those things says far more about what we really worship than our words ever will. Now, there may be some of you who are already giving like 10% or more to the church. This probably doesn't apply to you. But for the rest of us, and let's be honest, this is the majority of us, I offer you this challenge. Look at your budget. Look at your credit card bill. And I know we all have our basic needs, all right? So I'm not talking about our basic needs. I'm talking about the things that we spend beyond our basic needs, the, per the surplus. For instance, okay, so I really enjoy Chick-fil-A's peach milkshake. I haven't had one yet, but I'm excited that the peach milkshake is back. Well, I'm not saying you can never enjoy a peach milkshake, right? But if I'm enjoying peach milkshakes every day, perhaps that shows me that I worship bodily pleasure and comfort food a little bit more than I think I might. Or how about status, how we appear or how we measure up to others? That can be something that we worship and pursue. We can even turn family into an idol or security. And I'm not saying you shouldn't save any money. You should definitely save money. But there's a difference between saving wisely and saving like Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm just saying. So take a look. And here's the good news. If you look at your spending and you find something that you're not happy with, guess what? You can change it. So, challenge number one, and you can do the same thing with your time, with the time that God has given you. Again, we all have our basic needs. We all need to sleep seven or eight hours a day. Most people do. We all have to work, even if the work is just maintaining our home, cooking the meals, cleaning, all these things that we have to do. But let me challenge you, how much time you spend watching movies as opposed to reading scripture or being engaged in prayer? How much time do we spend polishing our hubcaps on our car or our nails as opposed to the uh, candlesticks on the altar? And I mention them because they really do need polishing. So if anybody wants to do that afterwards, see me. But again, look at the surplus of your time and ask yourself, what does this show about me and about who or what I worship? So at the end of the day, we can have a more balanced 
understanding of freedom, a more complete understanding of freedom, if we just add one little word to our definition, if we add one preposition to our definition, if we understand that our freedom is not just freedom to do things, but also freedom from things, freedom from anything except God that would enslave us, freedom from sin, freedom from uncleanness, freedom from lawlessness, freedom even ultimately from death. That is the gospel. But the path to this freedom is submission to God. Freedom without God is a fantasy that leads to death, but freedom with God is real and infinite. And the more you are engaged in the worship of God, the more freedom you will experience from him. Yes, you will experience more freedom as a slave of God than you will as one of his hired servants, and certainly more than you will as a nominal fan who may just show up for Christmas and Easter. Today, we celebrate a synaxis, actually, of 23 martyrs from the island of Lesbos. And in the church, we have this practice that we call the celebration of a synaxis, which means a gathering in honor of someone. And very often, you have a synaxis right after a major feast. For instance, John, you celebrate John the Baptist as your patron saint, correct? So, on January 6th, we have the celebration of Theophany, or Epiphany, the baptism of Christ in the Jordan. Well, on the 7th, we have the synaxis of John the Baptist, who was a critical, integral player in the feast that happened the day before. On March 26th, the day after the feast day of this parish, we celebrate the synaxis of the Archangel Gabriel, who was the one who came to announce the good news to the Virgin Mary. And then most recently, on the 30th of June, we celebrated the synaxis of the Holy Apostles. And what happened the day before? We had the feasts of St. Peter and Paul. So, today is July 5th. It's the day after Independence Day where we celebrate freedom. So perhaps in the future we might be able to think of this day as the synaxis of submission. Because submission to God is the path to true freedom. Amen.